Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons Still Color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayons Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Betsy Clark. Hey, Betsy. Hey, Shelly. How are you? I am doing awesome. And in today's episode, you're going to learn how to position yourself to hear God when you feel like the rug has been pulled out from under you. Oh my goodness. I'm sure many of you have felt that way before. Today, Betsy Clark, mindset coach, will share one of her lowest moments in life and how God showed up in a God-sized way. So I am so excited to hear more of what you're going to share today. And just getting started out, what did the broken crayons in your life look like? I was about 37 years old, and my mother died suddenly of a heart attack. Wow. And my mother was vibrant, full of life, artistic, loving, a magnet. I am half the woman my mother was. And I had always prayed that mom would die in the presence of her family and in her husband's arms, all that sort of stuff, All that she would die the way she lived, embraced yeah. and surrounded by people. And it did not happen quite that way. Oh, wow. And it was brutal. Wow. So it was pretty much, it sounds like a shock. A shock and everything I had believed about God and the power of prayer got shattered with a phone call. Wow. Now, what would you say was the lowest point during that time for you? Really wondering where God was. Mm. Having been a woman of faith and a believer in the power of prayer it was such a juxtaposition to what I had prayed for. She died bloated and blue on a crash cart all by herself. Oh, wow. And that really seemed cruel to me. And that's not who I knew God to be up until that point. And in his mercy, several years later, I found myself on a table the size of a crash cart wow. alone in a great deal of pain, I heard a nurse say, oh, her heart has stopped. Oh, she stopped breathing. And I was only in my mid-40s at the time. And I experienced, I, I came to understand, I experienced exactly what my mother experienced on that crash cart. And it was not what it looked like from the exterior. What my mother experienced was a wooing and a compelling to go to Jesus. Wow. And there I was several years later in my mid-40s experiencing the very same thing. And I view that as God really making himself known to me and saying, I did hear your cries. Mm -hmm. I did answer your prayers. Even in all those years when you doubted me and you felt like I'd pulled the rug out from underneath you, I was there. I was there with her. And I was there with you. And in my mercy, I let you experience the exact same thing 
Hmm. And I've allowed you to live, to carry on the message of my goodness and my mercy, even when it feels like the rug has been pulled out from underneath of you. Wow. So he gave you a very real experience to to make that, you know, like your turning point as far as, wow, like there's nothing like being on a table yourself. Now, were you okay? Like, did you have... Did you have um, issues from that experience, or was there- I? I did. I had just had my leg reconstructed. I had overdosed on narcotics, oh, wow. trying to get on top of my pain, and as a result, I ended up having further procedures. And it took me about a year and a half to get my health back. And it it was really trying. I had to persevere. My mother always said, Betsy, you're my gutter fighter. I almost died when I was an infant. Really? And she said, yeah, I was six weeks premature, umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. I was in an incubator. That's what they called it in the mid fifties. I wasn't expected to live. Wow. And she used to say, God allowed you to live for a reason. And fast forward 45 years later, 47 years later, I'm at that crisis point again. Do I want to stay or do I want to go? And God, what would you have me do? And there was a compelling, a compelling desire to stay, even though I wanted to go and be with Jesus. And over the last 10 or 12 years, he's given me any, many opportunities to share hope hmm. when it seems like there is no hope to open our eyes to where he really is, his presence, his mercy, his attentiveness. He is a draw-scooping, attentive daddy, and he wants us to go through the refining fire and know that it's for our good and for his glory. Yes, so true. Now, when you were in that moment of, or that season, you know, after your mother's death, before your own transformational moment, there was... There was some years. How long was that that you were just really, would you say you were wrestling with God or you were just, you know, struggling? Like, what, what did that look like? I, it was a 10 year period. And it's funny because I ended up on staff with a ministry where I was praying for people with cancer. I ended up on staff with two different churches. I was seeking God. Yeah. And it was hard to connect. I was really in a faith crisis, even though I was going through the motions and I knew him to be who he said he was. I couldn't feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people listening right now could probably relate to that feeling of, like, I remember a point where I just felt like my prayers were hitting a brick wall. Like, it just felt like there was nothing getting through. <laughs> and right. it, it just, it was hard. And and what kind of advice or encouragement do you have for someone who might be in that season right now? Well, I appreciate you asking that. Really where God took me was Philippians 4, 8. What are you chewing on? What are you meditating mm. on? And I, I use the acronym GRANT C so that I can grant myself some compassion. Oh, yeah. And so I choose to say, is this gracious? Is what I'm meditating on gracious about other people, or am I being gracious towards myself? Is this reputable? What's, how am I showing up? 
am I showing up as a whiner or a wiener or how am I showing up? Am I the one that Jesus would say, oh, ye of little faith? Hmm. Is what I'm thinking reputable? Is it authentic? The A is for authentic. Am I being true to myself? Am I being emotionally honest? And the N stands for, is it noble? Or am I slogging through the pond scum? Am I going to take the high road? And, and sometimes the high road, we experience vertigo. But am I going to be persevering and take the, the high road and, and think on that which is noble? And is it true? Or is it the story we tell ourselves? Is it the story that's familiar? Hmm. But do we ask God, what, what's the truth here? What would you have me see? What would you have me say? What would you have me do? And then the C in Grant C is for compelling. Does it compel me to move forward? Or am I going to sit on the couch and wait for my ship to come in and, and hope? But he calls us to an active hope. He calls us to a green hope. He calls us to a compelling moving forward towards him, even when it's hard to feel him. And so I really work to think on these things, gracious, reputable, authentic, noble, true, and compelling. And that shifts the lens and reframes and allows me to have a mindset that allows God to be God and to move in a God-sized fashion day in, day out. Yeah, and that's powerful. You know, the scripture talks about you know, just renewing our minds and being able to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. And it's not easy. Like when, when you're, a, when you're in stuck in those feelings, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not easy, but it's a choice. Is that what, would you agree? I believe it's a choice. It is a choice each and every day. And some days it's harder. It is. yeah. And we need each other. We were never designed to do this alone. Jesus hung in a crowd. That's right. why he had his disciples. And so sometimes it's SOSing a friend by text and saying, I need you to pray for me mm -hmm. and point me back to Jesus. And I think it is a choice. Yeah, and, and I just love how gracious and loving and compassionate God is for us that he gave you that experience. Oh, my word. Yes. To truly bring you full circle and to, to truly bring that healing. You know, it happens differently for everyone. For you, God was gracious. He gave you that experience. And wow, you know what? What, what an amazing, what an amazing thing that, that it's just an amazing gift he gave to you in that way. So personal. That's the thing yes. I walked away with. He knew how much I treasured my mother and how much my mother treasured me. And he yes. was in the midst of that. And he knew me in my mother's womb. And then that I would, I would parallel her death that's yeah. a personal God. It is. That's an attentive daddy. That's a God who is in the midst of redemption. And yes, you know, there are days when I walk with a limp. But you know what? So did Jacob. Right. Yes. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. 
And I know we could talk probably for hours. <laughs> you are just a depth and a wealth of information and stories and God moments. But if our listeners want to find you and connect with you, where is the best way to do that? Or how's the best way to do that? Well, thanks, Shelley. I would say go to my website, which is www.corestrengths, and that's plural, strategies, that's plural.com. So again, www.corestrengthsstrategies.com. And a lot of us don't know how to spell strengths. So make sure you're spelling strengths right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And if they make an inquiry, I'd love to talk with them and see if there's some way that we can help them with their mindset and really apportion what God is calling them to. It needs to be about him. Yes. I love that. And you guys, you know, Betsy's the real deal. She's She's been in my life in many different ways. I have received some coaching from her and so definitely connect with her online. And, you know, after just hearing your story and just all that you've been through, it just reminds me again that God can turn our messes into masterpieces. Truly. And I... I need to just say, Shelley, I am a masterpiece because he is a merciful God and a merciful King. Amen. Well, thank you all for joining us today. And I pray that you were impacted by, by what Betsy shared, by her testimony. And if you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to have you on the show. You can apply to be featured at shellyhits.com forward slash story. Thank you again, Betsy, for being here, for sharing your story, for just sharing your heart. And I know it will impact many. Thank you, Shelly. Bless you. Yes, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelly's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.